Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to the latest episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. Yes, in the heart of the offseason and there's still plenty to talk about when it comes to our team. And I know is uh, we're still a couple of weeks away from the NFL Combine, just over a month until the start of NFL free agency. But it doesn't mean that there's not plenty for us to talk about as we look forward to to really the 2020 offseason kicking into full gear. And today we're going to talk a little bit about free agency as it relates to tight ends. Because I think a, a big question, and if you were on buffalorumblings.com earlier this week, you saw the conversation, are the Bills looking to make an upgrade at tight end? I think it's a valid question, and it's a valid question that starts really with an article from Matt Warren that he had talking about the salary cap implications of releasing Tyler Croft. We all remember last year during the 2019 free agency period, Croft was a bit of an unknown, right, being signed by the Bills as a tight end, a three-year contract for the most part front-loaded with the guarantees, and was he going to come in and be that starting TE for the Buffalo Bills? Fast forward a bit, you know, he he had injuries in 2018, those injuries resurfaced in 2019, and very much limited for him his playing time on the field, which allowed rookie tight end Dawson Knox to really be the primary starting tight end for the team. Now, as Matt Warren took a closer look at his contract, you could see where this would probably come into question. So again, the article is at buffalorumblings.com. And, and here's basically what, what he has with it, right? So in essence, on March 22nd, the Bills would need to pay Tyler Croft $750,000 in a roster bonus and $2 million of his 2020 salary fully guaranteed. So really, just to keep him through the offseason, as Matt notes, it would cost the Bills $2.85 million, um, in, in essence, based on the, the salary cap, the contract that he signed last year. And really, from that perspective, right, as you were to look at it, I think it does make him a candidate for the Buffalo Bills to move on from Tyler Croft this offseason. Uh, the dead money, if he is cut, would be $1.6 million. The cap savings would be almost $5 million, just about four point eight, And cash savings, if he was cut, would be uh, just under $12 million over the next two years. So, you know, we've heard guys say before, right, the greatest ability is availability. Tyler Croft, as he has battled injuries, I think he's a player that still has some potential. But if the Buffalo Bills were to move on from him this season, I don't think it would be... Um, I don't think anyone would be too surprised by it. At least I wouldn't. There's been enough of a conversation around this. And it really then becomes the question, are the Buffalo Bills looking to make an upgrade at this position? Dawson Knox, his rookie season, uh, we all remember Brandon Bean traded back into the third round last year to take him. 
showed some incredible flashes, right? I think when you use the word potential, it, it really does fit a guy like Dawson Knox. Limited performance, probably underused in his time at college at Ole Miss, then comes in and definitely shows some flashes and some abilities with the Buffalo Bills as being somewhat of a, a go-to target for Josh Allen in the passing game. The problem for him is the drops, right? Dawson Knox, one of the league leaders in drop passes uh, during the 2019 season. So I think it, it begs the question, right? When you look at someone like Knox, you see that there's potential. You see there's athleticism. You see that he has ability. But are you really in a position where you're going to go into the 2020 season with him as your primary tight end? And then let's say with Tommy Sweeney, who was a seventh round draft pick. Again, I, I know we always like those those late round gems. You want to see these guys that can flash potential, but a developmental prospect at that. Uh, and Lee Smith, who is a blocking tight end. And, you know, again, there's some questions uh, about his salary and what the Bills should do on 2020 and beyond. I, I imagine Smith will be back. I think if the Bills are going to make an upgrade again, we're looking at that Tyler Croft position where they're looking to do something different. And looking to add, again, a veteran to the team. So from my perspective and from some of the news this week, you would think that the Bills might be looking to make a change at tight end. Again, having Dawson Knox still calling him right a, a key piece to the offense, but a developmental piece. He needs to continue to grow. He needs to clean up the drops. He needs to, uh, again, develop into a, uh, a starter in the NFL. And you can go into this season hoping that he might do that and that he'll put in the work and see what he does during OTAs and mini camp and training camp and all of those pieces. But I don't see Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott being the type to just say, hey, we are going to put all of our eggs into this basket. So if they do move on from Tyler Croft, who are some of the guys that they will take a look at? Now, the reports from earlier this week, Greg Olson, uh, let's see, we're recording this on Thursday. So apparently on Wednesday, Greg Olson was visiting the Buffalo Bills. Not too much uh, coming out of that yet. We know that he kind of negotiated his release with the uh, Carolina Panthers earlier this year. Interesting to see what the Panthers may do. Of course, new ownership, new head coach. Are they going to move on from Cam Newton? Luke Keekley has retired. Looking at a bit of a reset there in Carolina. And for Olsen, he is now a free agent. And the Buffalo Bills, that is his first trip that he is making. At least reports say that he is also scheduled to visit the Washington Redskins and his former coach, Ron Rivera, as well as the Seattle Seahawks. And you look at someone like Olsen, you can argue one of the most productive tight ends uh, in NFL history, uh, 34 years old, out of the University of Miami. The primary success in his career came with the Panthers. Before that, his first four seasons he played with the Chicago Bears. Um, you guys know when it comes to salary projections, I like to go to Track. I think they do a great job, uh, the team over there, and, and everything that they put together, right, from, from that standpoint, as far as their projections, as it relates to contracts, what that can look like, what it may be. What they're projecting right now for someone like Olsen is a two-year contract with an average salary of about $5.2 million per year. You, you take a look back, right? You talk about the, the cap savings of almost $5 million with the release of Tyler Croft. You could almost see, right, if, if Olsen were to sign with Buffalo with a contract like this, you would almost be trading out Tyler Croft for Greg Olsen, that veteran presence who is still productive as a pass catcher and, again, has familiarity with Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean 
from their time with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, again, you take a look at, you know, with Olsen, appeared in 14 games last year, still 52 receptions, almost 600 yards receiving, a couple of touchdown receptions. Much of this, though, you talk about the production or say, hey, you know, he's he's not the same receiver he was from that 2014 to 2016 stretch where he was over 1,000 yards receiving each year. 84, 77, 80 receptions in each of those seasons. But you also have to remember, right, him relatively healthy in 2019, no Cam Newton at quarterback, right? Playing with Kyle Allen uh, for the majority of the season, just things kind of falling apart in Carolina from that perspective. He's still not quite sure what's going on there, right? Because honestly, they have a, a bad season, but they have it without their quarterback. And then they decide to clean house and do a lot of these things. But that's a conversation for another day. Uh, I have to admit, right, I've always been a fan of Greg Olson. I liked him as a target when he was coming out in, into the NFL, out of the University of Miami. Uh, his time with Carolina have followed him. In some ways, it's been because of fantasy football purposes and a, a guy that I'd always target in certain rounds. But I've enjoyed watching his NFL career. And I think when you look at him where he is in this stage, you know, is Buffalo going to be that fit? for him. I don't know if this is a guy that maybe if he's looking at this stage in his career saying, you know, he truly wants to, um, you know, try to chase a Super Bowl ring, or if it's just a matter of, listen, I, I want to be in the right situation where I can be used, where I can have an impact and get a fair salary as well. So when, when Olsen was released, like many Bills fans, right, he jumped to the top of the list for me. You take the Carolina connection and what that looks like. And uh, obviously, I hope he ends up signing with the Buffalo Bills if it is somewhere in that contract range that we're talking about. But I think he could be productive for another couple of seasons as well as help Dawson Knox and his, let's just say, trajectory as a as a mentor and not to put too much pressure on him and give him the time to develop and hopefully kind of clean up some pieces as it came to his game. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you know, when we talk about other pieces, right, there's other free agents out there. And again, we, we this past week, there was a lot of the focus on the tight ends and the Olsen conversation drove a lot of that. But there's also other free agent tight ends that are out there. I'm curious to see what happens with some of these guys and two others really of note. I, I think Austin Hooper first, I'll say, from the Atlanta Falcons, I think they are going to franchise tag him. I think he will be back in Atlanta next season with Matt Ryan. So I'm not going to get into him too much. But, you know, the interesting thing is when you talk about the tight ends and the top end tight ends, even a projection for someone like Hooper is the top tight end on the market, someone that might be able to reset the market. I realize he's not Travis Kelsey. He's not Greg Little. But right now the projection is a salary around $10 million a year. And I always find this interesting because you think, okay, gosh, is Amari Cooper going to get 15, 16, 17, 18 million dollars a year in his free agent contract as a wide receiver. Then you can take some of these tight ends and they might not have that same big play ability, but 
you know, when you look at the number of targets, the number of receptions, the yards, the red zone threats that they can be, um, the tight end position, the, the, their contracts really haven't caught up with the production let's say, of the modern tight end, at least in my opinion. And and I think for someone like Cooper, when you say, okay, he's looking at a contract, if, you know, if he is to sign maybe around $10 million per year, you know, we all know that's kind of consistent with, you know, something that we look at for someone like John Brown or someone that we would call, right, probably a bona fide number two wide receiver is getting the same type of contract as a number one tight end. Um, you know, you can talk about projections, right? People say, oh, Robbie Anderson from the Jets, he's probably going to get a $14 million a year contract. Well, if I can have Austin Hooper for $10 million a year or Robbie Anderson for $14 million a year, it's Austin Hooper 10 times out of 10. Now, I, I'm not going to get into him too much. Like I said, I'm expecting him to resign with the Falcons, but a, a guy that is interesting and it's, you know, he has battled injuries. So it, it becomes a little bit for, Hunter Henry um, from the Los Angeles Chargers. I still always want to say San Diego. You know, what? what is his contract going to look like? Now, he's only 25 years old, been in the NFL for three years, out of Arkansas, you know, a round two pick at the time. He was the number 35 overall selection in the 2016 draft. Now he hits free agency, right? And, and as he comes into it, right, he missed the entire 2018 season, Able to play in 2019, 12 games, uh, let's see, 55 receptions for 652 yards, five receiving touchdowns. You know, he's showed promise in the time that he has been on the field, but there's always been the injury history that has come with him. And the interesting piece is when you took take a look, and again, courtesy of Track, they're projecting him at just under $9 million a year per his contract. Four years, $35 million. Again, a a nice player, but I would be surprised based on the injury history if that is someone that the Bills would pursue at this time. Um, In essence, you could say, hey, great potential could be a great addition um, for the Buffalo Bills. But again, if you're looking to replace Hunter Henry or put Hunter Henry in place of Tyler Croft, and the reason that you're moving on from Croft is because of the injury history and just sort of some of those those pieces that just seem to be recurring. I'm not sure if this is the guy that you would go with. Um, I think the contract is modest enough based on the potential and the production that could be there, but when you look at it again, missing the entire 2018 season and then battling other injuries throughout his career, albeit just over the last four years and he's still 25 years old, I'm not sure if this is one that Brandon Bean would really put too high up on his list. Again, based on the the skill set and the ability, you know, absolutely. Um, but from that that being said, the injury history for him is something that would truly have me shine away just a little bit. Another name that I find interesting is Eric Ebron. And many of you, you know, you know Ebron. He's only 26 years old, been in the league for five years, wrapping up his time with the Indianapolis Colts where he's had some up-and-down production. Um, Ebron, it's interesting, right? Because when he came into the draft in 2014, if the Buffalo Bills did not trade up to get Sammy Watkins, so many of the projections had them taking Ebron with the first-round pick, right? I think many of the uh, the the rumors out there was that, well, if, if Buffalo was standing pat, that's the guy that they were going to take. And, you know, now Ebron is a free agent, Um, you know, part that I find interesting with him is again, only 26 years old, right? The contract projection for him is four years, just under $30 million total. So $7.4 million per year. 
here is a guy I think that you can look at and say, you know, he is not at the the has not hit the prime of his career yet. Has been up and down statistically, and we know that. And some of his up and down statistics, of course, have been tied to who has been the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts at that time. You see great production when he's playing with Andrew Luck. Then this year when he's playing with Joe, Jacoby Brissett, he also battles some injuries. And you see that production fall off just a bit. You know, you look to that 2018 season, 66 receptions, 750 yards, 13 receiving touchdowns, truly being a red zone threat for the Indianapolis Colts. And, and you kind of ask yourself and say, OK, if the Bills are going to look again, maybe not 100 percent sure on Dawson Knox. You've got someone like Greg Olson who you could say, yeah, he can get us through the next two years and we can see if Knox develops and what that may be, fill that mentor role. But if I am the Bills and I look at someone, Eric Ebron is a name that is very intriguing to me, right? And again, I say that because it's just the mix of size, production, what he has been able to do. And again, I, I realize it's a mixed bag, right? I mean, you look at his his best season in Detroit, in 2016, where he appeared in 13 games, you know, 61 receptions for 711 yards, only one touchdown. Okay, you know, but from that standpoint, you think to yourself, that's relatively productive over 13 games. Uh, you know, then in 2017, he, you know, he appears in 16 games, only starts nine of them, though, right? 53 receptions, 574 yards, four receiving touchdowns, a little bit of a disappointment. And then, of course, in 2018, that year where he breaks onto the scene with the Indianapolis Colts and Andrew Luck. So it's always interesting, right? Because with these guys, they come out of the draft. They're incredibly talented. They're incredibly skilled. And you can think to yourself, well, gosh, why did things not work as well in Detroit as they could have? Or, you know, some modest success when you look at some of those numbers and seasons. And then you really see that breakout year in 2018 where you're thinking, okay, what is the major difference here? How is this... How did this work so much better in Indianapolis? What were the changes that took place? You know, but is this the type of guy that the Bills would target to be again a uh, another weapon in the offense, a red zone target? You know, depending on the personnel, if you use a two tight end set, hey, you can have Dawson Knox and Eric Ebron on the field at the same time. You know, that can help in many ways. You know, we we hear the talk about how the Bills need a big wide receiver. And we get that a lot. But, you know, if you've got Dawson Knox at six foot five and Eric Ebron at six foot six on the field at the same time, I'm kind of okay with that. Right. And I think many people would be. So I like I like Ebron as an opportunity. Right. Of course, the thought of Olsen, I jumped to first, the kind of the modest contract, what he has been still relatively productive. But I can't help but keep going back to, to Ebron here again, 26 years old. Here's a guy that still has plenty of career ahead of him. And I think when you look at the Bills' salary cap situation, if they do move on from Tyler Croft, so you get that additional $5 million in savings, if it is something around four years and $30 million for Ebron, I think that's a move that the Buffalo Bills could make. So for myself, I find myself in that camp. As much as I like someone like Cooper, I'm intrigued by someone like Henry. I like the idea of the veteran mentor and Greg Olson. I keep coming back to Eric Ebron. And again, I don't know if it's so much because it, around that 2014 draft, spent a lot of time reading about him, spent a lot of time um, 
you know, thinking he was going to be the guy for the Bills. So you're in some ways, right, preparing yourself. Hey, is this going to be the guy that ends up joining the team? Um, but with that said, I just kind of keep coming back to him. And as I said before, I would not be surprised if the Bills decide to move on from Tyler Croft and get that upgrade. And for me right now, Eric Ebron is that guy, and we'll see what happens. So, of course, I always want to get your thoughts. Make sure you hit me up in the comment section here to let me know uh, if there's a free agent, you know, tight end maybe that the Bills should be taking a look at. Or maybe you're just in the, you know, the camp of like, listen, give Croft the opportunity to get healthy and see what he can do and really keep the focus on Knox. Um, I'd love to get your thoughts. Hit me up in the comment section here at buffalorumblings.com. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all of our great podcasts each and every day. And uh, as always, go Bills. Take care.